0: Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yes, sir. T.O. is in the house, and we have a nice special guest. We always have special guests. We always have
1: special guests. Yeah,
0: but this is very unique in its own right. Mm -hmm. We have Miss Kate Ferrara in the building.
1: Welcome to GPRa.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you're welcome. You guys.
1: You're welcome. We're talking women in sports today. We That's what talking we're talking. Women in sports. Because you right. know, as as male athletes, mm-hmm. right? As males in sports, we're mm-hmm. always going to look at females, saying, "Oh, they don't know and they can't understand." And they, we're going to we're going to answer all those questions today.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Right? Well, you're going to oh. answer. Well, yeah. Your perspective. You're oh, going <laughs> to answer all the questions today. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about. Kate Ferrara, and what you do. I know you have a lot of football clients. Just started your agency. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so I've been a NFL, NBA agent for now three years. Um, And
1: congratulations. We know that's not an easy road to take. Thank you. It is
2: not. It is not. I I went a little bit around about. I'm a full-time attorney also. So I work for uh, a Fortune 500 law firm full-time and then of moonlight as an agent on the side because it is expensive, as mm-hmm. you gentlemen know, to mm-hmm. be an agent. Um, so, you know, I wanted to get my own income so I could make the rules, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so that took a couple years. I've been a lawyer for nine years now. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Getting old. Getting old. <laughs> we
1: up. We going up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and so again, yeah, so then I recently started my own agency um, on the sports side. And have a couple clients, and it's it's going well. But what's yeah. the name
0: of your agency? So for the people that for are for the doing people,
2: for the people, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Playbook Sports. Okay. Playbook Sports. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, again, of course, knowing how hard the road is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that it's probably what ninety eight percent male dominated, you know, the sports yeah. agency. What made you want to take on this role and take on this path?
2: Mm. So, I was an athlete myself, as y'all just saw outside with my football and Mm-mm. basketball handles. No, I, <laughs> no, I, I, no, we'll roll I, the tape back. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll okay, yeah, tape. please. We'll please, please. what I saw
1: from
0: before. I know you went, didn't think I was watching. Maybe the basketball, but the football needs a little work. A little work.
1: Potter Puff. Yeah, you played
0: little... powder Puff football back in the day?
2: And I, did okay. I did not. I did not. I did not. But uh, no, I played soccer and basketball. Played soccer okay. in college nice. um,
1: at uh, Akron University. At Akron, in Ohio. Yep, in yep. Ohio.
2: Shout out to LeBron. Um, mm-hmm. okay.
1: <laughs> and the zips. okay. And the zips. And the zips. And the zips. Justin a from yeah.
0: Akron.
2: We yeah. actually, we actually play, uh, we play tonight. I think we're catching like 25 and a half points. So we'll see how Ooh, that goes. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> um, but yeah, so as an athlete, I saw the influence that I had. And, you know, as a female athlete we don't get half the clout that y'all get, right? But Mm -hmm. even me, if I told people, hey, let's go jump off this bridge at like 7 p.m., they'd be like, cool, what time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I knew I was never going to have that platform myself. So I wanted to work with athletes who would have that platform so I could Mm -hmm. influence them, who could then influence culture, kids, Mm -hmm. society as a whole. And Mm -hmm. so that was the avenue that I went. Plus, I love sports. And so I thought with my background, I love sports, I want to... You know, if you love what you do, it's not work. Right, so right, right. I wanted to be in a lane that I enjoyed and um, have an influence that I don't see in my law career or any other career that I envisioned.
1: Right. Now, if, when I when I listen to that, I think more of marketing, right? Mm-hmm. More of the, the marketing athletic side. Again, the sports agent side is a total different business and it's a lot harder business. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just want to go into marketing? Because that's what the norm, like, that's what everybody's going to push you. Like, oh, let's do marketing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think um, an agent relationship comes down to trust. And if you mm-hmm. don't trust your agent and you don't build that relationship with your agent, you don't necessarily trust whether it's marketing, whether it's whatever endeavor. You don't trust them as you do your agent, right? Like mm-hmm. if you talk to guys and they say, you know, who do you contact, Who do you talk to the most? Right. It's their agent. It's not necessarily their marketing agent. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to be that person. Like I mm-hmm. am very hands-on. I'm super... OCD and I want to be in, not in control, but I at least want to know everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. I kind of view myself as my client's quarterback. So anything they want to do, I'm happy to facilitate, Mm -hmm. but it needs to come through me because Mm -hmm. again, I do have the expertise on the legal front. I have the expertise and the sports side. So Mm -hmm. as long as it comes through me, I'm happy to facilitate and make sure they get the right marketing agent. They get Mm -hmm. the right financial advisor, Mm -hmm. but these are all people that i vetted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. I mean, you don't take advice from somebody who hasn't done it. Mm-hmm. So if you ask your agent to review a contract and they've never reviewed a contract outside of a football contract,
1: mm-hmm. why are
2: you taking their advice? Right. If you so. ask your agent how to buy a house and they've never bought a house, right. why are you taking their advice? Right. And so I've kind of built my career myself around becoming an expert in my field and getting a team of experts around me
0: mm-hmm. so I
2: can help my clients get to the right person and no matter what they need.
0: Mm -hmm. So with that being said, obviously when I played, I don't think there were any, I don't think there were any.
1: There were were female agents. They just, we didn't, they weren't big. And so we didn't hear about them, but but there were I'm sure a couple. Yeah, they weren't
0: at the forefront. Right, Um, right. right, So now like going back, looking on my career, things that have transpired and happened, you know, during my career and since my career has ended, um, I think today, you know, listening at what you you just uh, explained, I probably lean. I would probably lean more toward a female agent, um, for whatever reason. You wouldn't want him as a client. Uh, you don't, I was you a know. good client. By the way. <laughs> um, but I. But I'm. This is this is a very unique situation because I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people that are watching this this segment and they're like, okay, well, why would I choose a female agent? Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's male dominated. Yeah. Right. What is it? What is it that you, Kate, or your agency offer to where these guys would be comfortable? Working with you, yeah. You said, yeah. You're gonna. You like to be the quarterback. You like to facilitate. You're obviously gonna hire the people around you, a team of people to obviously facilitate and lead them and guide them Mm -hmm. for whatever whatever resources that they need. So, what would an athlete coming out of college today? um, What would be their benefits to gaining your services as an as an agent? Mm.
2: I think above everything else, it's trust and the level of genuine care that I have for. My clients. And I say that because I care more about them as human beings than I do as them as athletes. I want them to be amazing athletes. They already are, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a huge misconception is agents can get you drafted, agents can help your career. Yes, we can help. We can get you in front of the right people. We can, you know, convince scouts, coaches, GMs to go take a look at you. But if you're not a good athlete on your own,
1: no matter I, it doesn't no matter, matter what you're
2: whether saying. you hire me or somebody who's been in the business who's a male for 50 years. Like, you mm-hmm. just are not going to make it, right? Mm-hmm. So you want someone who cares about you as a person and make sure that, I always say when I look back at my career, I will be successful if all of my players, 30, 40, 50, mm-hmm. are successful. Mm. Because they use their platform for the mm-hmm. short period of time that they had it. Well,
1: what's what's that definition of success, though? That As, as former mm-hmm. athletes, that's what we want to know. What can you help us with yeah. after we get done with ball? What's going to be mm-hmm. successful at the age of 30, 40, 50? What does that look right. like Right, and
0: before you answer that, I have another point. Like, okay, you said trust. That's something that pretty much every agent probably uses that, word. that comes out of their mouth. Right. You know, and obviously, and I've, I've, I'm a perfect example, and there's been other examples of agents taking advantage of their clients Mm -hmm. you know and so and I think a financial the financial literacy is a a part of them growing not only as an athlete but a business Mm -hmm. during their playing career I think that's something that needs to be focused on and sometimes like I said agents don't really focus on that and so yeah, not to say that you, but there was a number of agents that used that word trust. And so for me, I heard that so many times, like, oh, just trust us. We're going to do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go play football um, and we'll take care of the rest. Right. That was a big mistake on my part mm-hmm. because I entrusted, just like I said, that my agent was going to do any and everything beyond my comprehension that right. I would be, as he said, 20, 30 years down the road that I would be solid. Right. There are a lot of guys, like I said, I'm one of those guys that falls under that category of Mm -hmm. trusting an agent, trusting a financial advisor and being taken advantage of. Because like I said, we have, you know, he has a lot of uh, students, athletes or whatever that that approach him about, okay, my kid, you know, my kid is, you know, is going to be going in, you know, going into uh, football, basketball, whatever the case may be. They may have an opportunity to play at the next level. Who would you, what agent would you recommend? What Mm -hmm. agency would you recommend? Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say to those that basically have the question? Okay, yeah, you can say I trust this guy, or right. I need you to do the X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. What I'm boiling it down to is what makes your agency different, mm-hmm. and to where your your clients know that they're going to be taken care of, not from just like you said a football standpoint, because that's what we do. They should right. learn, they should know how to play football, right. but the other elements that mm-hmm. they don't know about mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, and 100%. Like, when I I say trust, it's not necessarily, yes, trust me, but trust my advice and the people that I surround you Mm. with, right? Like, and trust that I'm going to educate you correctly. Mm. I don't do anything for a client without them understanding what it is that I am doing. Mm. And to your point about financial literacy, that's day one. Like, as soon as they decide where they're going to go train after, you know, Mm -hmm. they declare – Step one is I put them in front of two or three financial advisors who, one of which I use personally, <clears throat> and two others who I trust. It just so happened that I you know, was with the one first. Mm-hmm. And I let them sit down with all three and they make the decision, right? So mm-hmm. I don't tell my players what to do, period. I will say these are the people that I trust. If you want to bring someone to me, bring them to me and mm-hmm. let me talk to them and kind let of like out. let mm-hmm. me vet them out for you. But um, so when I say trust, it's more of, Trust that I will help you understand. Mm, gotcha. One of the greatest gotcha. it to date, one of the greatest moments of my aging career. I was sitting in a living room just like this at my client's house. He lives with his girlfriend, who's very involved. And you know, collectively we've started LLCs together. I do, you know, that kind of stuff for them. Um, she started a cosmetic business, and so I'm not just helping the client, I'm helping their family, the family and who's family, important yeah. to them, the right? Yeah. We helped this client buy a house for his mom, right? So very much involved, but also, so we're sitting there and his girlfriend asked me a question about your playing checks, right? You can get them to you personally. Mm-hmm. They're you the only one. deposit. Or direct mm-hmm. deposit. Mm-hmm. But they're also the one of the only payments that can't go to your LLC because these football entities aren't hiring your company, they're hiring you. you. So unlike marketing deals that, okay, we can funnel that through your LLC, your player money has to come to you. And his girlfriend said to me, why are we direct depositing it to the financial advisor? And my client said, because that's what Kate told me to do. Mm. And I was like, it Mm -hmm. was one of the greatest moments of my life because he's Mm -hmm. in his second year playing and he already understands like, I make enough money over here marketing. I don't even need this player to check, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we're putting all of this aside so that you don't see it, right? Because mm-hmm. all of us, you look at your checking account and you see a ton of money in there. You're going to mm-hmm. be a little more reckless than mm-hmm. if you only see a little bit of money. Right, because right, right. you're not thinking, oh, yeah, I have all this money to blow. Like you don't even see it. It's right. sitting over here. It's working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just little things like that that I can teach clients that they can then learn and then they can teach – their kids, mm-hmm. the kids that they go and speak to at, you know, whatever uh, nonprofit they yep. want to be involved with. Okay. So it's really, a, it's a teaching trust. It's not mm-hmm. a gotcha. shut up and go play football. I'm going to handle everything because mm-hmm. that, that's not me. Type of trust. Yeah, yep. no, it's, it's not that at
1: all. Well, again, so I'm, I'm a football guy, mm-hmm. right? There's not too much I don't know from 1950-ish till now. Okay. Like, I'm a football oh, okay. guy, right? Okay. So don't be, because he don't know nothing about ball. <laughs> he don't know nothing. But again, let's take it to, if you want to call it the elephant in the room, Okay. right? It's the older white male, which is every general manager, Mm -hmm. maybe one, is there one black general manager now? Maybe, Mm -hmm. right? Seeing this young, beautiful bombshell that I have to talk business with. They don't like that, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? We know that. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get over that hurdle? Because you have to do business with them. Yep. you have the client, right? To you, the hard part was getting the client, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm coming into the room, you better respect me because you have my client, right? Right. So how do you get over that hurdle of look at me, you know, and let's talk business.
2: So I have a mentor who, and again, when I say I took a non-traditional approach, I didn't go to an agency out of school. I went to a law firm. Right. And so I didn't get the training of being an agent because I thought I would better serve clients being a lawyer, right? So, mm-hmm. but my mentor who is an agent hey, Can was you an, say
1: who your mentor is?
2: Uh, yeah. So his name is Everett Glenn. He, okay. uh, he had players, Willie Gall, Clark Kellogg, yeah, yeah, right, you know. Yeah. And when I met him, we first sat down and he said to me, you have five minutes to make the people mm-hmm. that you talk to understand that you know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. so five minutes, five minutes, yeah, the, first five five minutes the first five minutes, the first five minutes—that's all you have. So if you let them the first five minutes talk about, you know, you yeah. personally, your personal life, this, then that, they, and third, they're, you're in, yep, you're they're never going to take me serious. He said, "You have yep. five minutes, and you better know what the heck you're talking about." Mm-hmm. So before I even became an agent, I know the CBA like the front and back of my hand. Like mm-hmm. it, I, I treated that as I treated studying for the bar. Yeah, so. I would never be in a room where I was asked a question that I didn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Now, my football history is not gonna go back to 50 right, years right. ago, but <laughs> if you ask me something about the CBA, that mm. I will know. Okay, yeah. Um, and so, again, going back to making it about business within the first five minutes, mm-hmm. developing that trust, developing that respect, developing that relationship, and then yeah, for sure. I mean, I know, you know the coaches and the GMs that I know. I know their families. I know about them. I know about them personally, vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it's that first five minutes that you have to develop that respect. Else, You're not going to go anywhere.
1: Absolutely. What do you know about the salary cap? And how would you learn salary? That's probably the hardest thing as an agent slash gentleman. That's the, where you lose probably 90% of people who don't love ball and know mm-hmm. ball, that salary cap scenario. How'd you learn that, that scenario?
2: So again, I mean it's studying the CBA and then it's going through exercises, but I will also say when I talk about a team, part mm-hmm. of the team is the NFLPA, yeah. right? Yep. US players pay into the NFLPA. We pay into the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. They have experts who every day. Yes, that's their job. Do salary cap every day. Yep. Yep. So never have I negotiated a contract period that I haven't sent to the NFLPA and say, "Hey, can you take a look at this?" Mm-hmm. Because why am I gonna go again obviously I'm gonna do the work myself, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna cross check it with them yes. because that's what they're that's, that's what, what they do, do. I mean, day I mean, in for and for years. Out. Yeah, for years. For years. Like yeah. I have my MBA in finance, but I every day I don't do financial planning. Mm-hmm. I don't do finances, right? So can I give you advice? Sure. Can mm-hmm. I I'm probably gonna be, you know, ninety percent right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not my area of expertise. Okay. So I use the PA all the time. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of agents have, well, I won't speak for anybody, but I would assume some agents have an arrogance about them. It's like, no, like I know this.
1: Oh yeah. Agents walk around like they- like, They know everything. They are the talent. Right. Of, <laughs> a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? And of course, mm-hmm. I think as athletes, especially when they're 20, 21, coming out of college, they want that. They look at that. They mm-hmm. want the guy who has the suit on and looks like he's a million bucks, to Jerry Maguire, whatever. Oh, yeah. But then over the time, we the figure out, yeah, Drew we Rosenhouse, we got Rosenhouse got. Sport. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. not what we thought it was. We not. Right. It's not what it looks like. Yeah.
0: And and when I came, when I was in a transition period where my first eight years, I had a small time agent, um, so like a mom, you know, like a dad son type of agency, um, and I felt like I outgrew him, uh, mm-hmm. and then right when I separated and did auditing and things of that nature, found out that he had done some improper things Mm -hmm. put me in investments that I was, you know, had no idea about, was not Mm -hmm. aware of, um, to the point that like, he was so invested with my family, like I said, for eight years. Mm -hmm. You're around, you know, my family, like it's your family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even when I parted ways with with, with David Joseph, that was my first agent, um, my mom was upset because I wanted to, you know, find a better Because he's family now. right? But she, and then I've had to make her aware that, you know, once I did a transitioning of uh, my financial portfolio to the new uh, financial advisor, that's where I found out there was some improper things going on. like, mom, he he did some wrong stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was upsetting, you know, because it was such a bun that when I told her that I was firing him or whatever, she she got emotional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had to let her know. I'm like, yo, this is, Granted, again, using this word trust, yeah. she trusted him mm-hmm. to take care of her son. Right, right. Right. So that's why, like I said, I asked those hard questions because I yep. know I'm not the only one. There's going to be some other mm-hmm. kids who are going to be in that same situation. They're vulnerable. Yep. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, what you don't know, you're going to depend on somebody else to right. kind of do for you yep. unless yep. you do, do the homework yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I was in that situation, and I don't want to see other guys get in that situation. So I know, again, great agent, great person. I would love for people to consider, mm-hmm. not just for the... For the meaty, the yeah, not yeah, just, just for, for the, the optics of it, of just a woman in sports. But you have people that actually going to do do right by you, as mm-hmm. she said, educate you about financial literacy, um, you know, mortgage, uh, mutual, like stocks yeah. and bonds, yeah. and things yeah. of that nature, yeah. you know, how to write a check, all these types of things. Like Now we have, like, DocuSign and all these things. Mm-hmm. Some kids don't know how to do, do Absolutely. any of that. Yeah. So they're still, they're still
1: 20, 21-year-old kids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, like I said, I want, you know, these guys out here to consider, you know, like I said, not just for the optics of it, but people that are really going to actually do right by you. So, like, yeah, if I'm mm-hmm. sitting up here endorsing, you know, uh, playbook sports, yes, I'm doing it because I know her personally. I know she's a genuine person, and just with what she's explained today, she wants to educate these kids. At the end of the day, yeah, they're gonna. You're signed to a to a to a uh, to a team to obviously play play a sport, play a position, do your job. That's your lane. But then it's not it's, it's it's not out of the 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 realm of possibility that you can go into somebody else's lane and learn something right. on, on at the same time. So mm-hmm. guys, moms, dads, aunts, <laughs> uncles out there, especially <laughs> a lot of the moms, because you know growing, growing up in single parent uh, families up and up households, have moms usually only. it's the moms you mm-hmm. know that are still you know in the household. Dads right. are nowhere to be found. So moms definitely vet out you know the agencies, but definitely like I said, women in sports. I encourage it. Um, yeah. That's why we have you in, yeah. on the show today. But yeah. Yeah. I mean times are different, yeah, right? It's Twenty twenty
1: one times mm-hmm. are different. Um, we we're looking for, I guess, a different face of sports, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, it, not just female. It's right. you know, it's it's uh, your cultures as well. Right. Right. So, the the second part of that, the I guess to me would be a, a hurdle mm-hmm. for for other people is looking at you. At you at it from your perspective would be mm-hmm. the talent, right? Mm-hmm. How do you go look at talent? Do you how do you have people you call? Like, okay, it's a receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the attributes? It's alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a center. It's right. a guard. Like, all those right. things. How do you really look and see what type of talent mm-hmm. uh, to, to bring to right, a sports Right, because agency. I'm sure as
0: a parent, they're going to be looking like, like, well, what do you know yeah, about son Yeah, what do you know about sports? my son? Right? Yeah, what do you say, about my son's had, position? Yeah, my right. son, yeah. But if you had alignment, and most of, the, you know, most of the time it's skill positions that mm-hmm. are, you know, getting all the... You know, the height, the big right. bucks. But mm-hmm. again, there are going to be other clients that need agents Genius. as Absolutely. well. It's not just your quarterback, your receivers, Absolutely. running back. there's a lot. That Fifty-three players on right, a great team that right. headlines the drafts. Mm-hmm. So the draft time. So what about these other, mm-hmm. other, uh, other positions? Mm-hmm. And that's a good question. How do you, how do you assess the, the talent? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, two things. It's funny that you bring that up, but I'll get back to that and say, I am recruiting two linemen this year, if y'all are listening. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, so I, I do, I don't just recruit skill players. A lot of agents do want to recruit recruit skilled players because of the marketing. And the money. And guys. the no, money, yeah, right? the,
1: the money is where the linemen... I mean, the, the linemen is the where the money at is at because they crazy. play for
0: years. years. Like they People play don't think that. Right. Right. They, you they, let them, they, be, you let them the, go get the, the flash, flash and dash exactly. of the receiver, yeah. go get the linemen. Not, line, I mean, and me.
2: no disrespect, I do have a receiver as well, but right, right. I don't... I'm not, you know, one position only, right? I really look at character. That's huge for me because, again... You know, who you surround yourself is a reflection on you, right? So mm-hmm. if I have a lot of clients who are out here doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. I would hope people are looking at me like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. right? Like, what influence are you really having on them if this is what their day-to-day looks like, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I say it's funny about evaluating talent because on my way over here, I called one of my good friends who's a scout. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, they're going to ask you this. And it's crazy because- Is that we were going to ask you? Yeah. That?
1: <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Smart guy.
2: He, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the business forever. Um, great guy. And, you know, it really is, a, It's it's a it takes time to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten to the point where, and I hate to use the word trust again, but mm-hmm. I have oh, gotten good. to a point of trusting certain coaches, scouts, etc. cetera that have consistently given me the right information. Like, I I do my own evaluation. Like, mm-hmm. I am a football head. Like, mm-hmm. I love football. I know a lot about it. But again, I don't rely on just me. So if mm-hmm. I see a player, um, I will call a scout or a coach, depending on their position or where they're at and, you know, in terms of location in the country, what mm-hmm. school, et cetera, and I will ask their advice. Um, and, you know, again, when you're talking about People being genuine and honest with parents and players, a lot of people in this business will tell you whatever you want to hear. They will tell you that your son's going to go in the first round. Of they will tell you that they your go son. Lie, is gonna... lie, yeah. lie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they will say, "Oh, I talked to so and so. I talked to this of coach." Course. First of all, coaches and GMs are not out here telling us. They don't us, tell you.
1: Just yeah. T- listen to this, everybody. There's no the, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots did not say your son was gonna be a first rounder. They, they do don't not. talk like that.
2: First of all, half of them don't even look at your son you, until the season you. is right. over when they start right. evaluating and season. assessing players. Like right yeah. now, it's area scouts out yes. looking at players, right? So all this, oh yeah, so and so said that my son was gonna. Okay, that that's yeah. great. Let me let me, right, right. let me tell you what I've actually heard, right? right. And if someone, if you. I always say to parents, I say, if someone told you that, get that GM on the phone. Tell that right, agent right, to right. call that GM who he is so close with. Right. And ask him on speakerphone. Right. And watch right. how quickly he says, Oh. Yeah. You uh, well, know, I wasn't well, saying that exactly. What, ha- what, yeah. <laughs> what I had said was well, like, yeah, no, yeah, right. Yeah. Like at this point in the year, coaches and teams are giving players grades, but they're not draft grades. Right. You know. And so it's it's a it's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this business. Absolutely. And so I try to be. Up front, I've lost players over telling them that they're not going to go as high as yeah. they think they're going to go. Um, I haven't, well, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been off far yet. Okay. And um, then you see those players kind of come back around, right? Yeah. Because they were sold the dream. The dream did not manifest. Of course. And now they're like, wow, maybe Kate was telling yes. the truth. Yeah. Maybe I should circle back and kind of see, like, all right.
0: So what about those players that circle back? You know, when you try to, you know, put, you know, everything out on the table realistically for them, mm-hmm. but like you said, somebody else is, you know, selling them a pipe dream. Right. And mm-hmm. do you, have you had any to circle back around?
2: I have had a couple circle back around and I will say I'm an emotional being, so at first I am I'm mad. You gotta take I'm hurt. I am Most hurt. <laughs> You got to take your emotions out of it.
0: Right, but that's part of the part of women being in a sport. Like, oh, they're too emotional.
2: Right, right. Which, you know, I think it's a blessing and a curse. I will say Mm, that in terms of our emotions because, again, we do care, right? But at the same time, I have to keep my feelings that are hurt by you ghosting me because (laughs) so-and-so told you you were going to get drafted higher. I got to put that to the side and Go back to, okay. I did really like you as a player. I mm-hmm. do really like you as a person. Mm-hmm. Everything I said still stands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll never tell a player to Chick change rocks. up their, you know, but <laughs> mm-hmm. if they want to, yeah. I'm, you know, of course I'm gonna, of course I'm still gonna be here because, because what if, you
1: do, you're still a professional. Right. Yeah. And,
2: you know, as you guys know, recruiting is a long process. Like, yes. we start developing relationships with players sophomores, juniors, yeah. especially now with NIL, like yeah. we're in there for
0: that's well beyond me. I didn't really <sighs> get an I didn't really establish an agent till I think it was my really after the senior, after my senior, senior. year, closer to like when the draft time mm-hmm. uh, was wow. approaching. Yeah. Um and then my, my yeah. roommates, they were annoyed at me because I started getting calls like <laughs> all throughout the day and <laughs> night with different agents. And they were just like hello, oh. hello. They was like, man. It's like so, I mean, literally yeah. calling, just ringing the phone mm-hmm. off the hook, yeah. and then yeah. I had agents that had some like some professional players call me to tell me yeah. he's a big guy, man. So I mean, as you said, like I said, it's a long process. But like I said I wasn't one of those guys that you know figured or thought that I was going to go in the first or second round. I was mm-hmm. just I went to a small university, so I just wanted an opportunity right. uh, at that time. So again, those are the clients. Do you look at you know, obviously there's a number of Power Five type, uh, right, type right. schools mm-hmm. and those guys that go to those, you know, the athletes that go to those. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, what, is, what is the feeling? Is it like a dream of yours to have a number one draft pick or a top five pick um, to be an agent? Like I said, mm-hmm. obviously, like you say you're not really getting the respect, that obviously, like I said, from an optics standpoint, right. just women in sports. And now right. you're in the agency business. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of like a, is that like something that you strive the for? Goal? To have like a top. company top, goal
2: top five or top ten pick? So I will say it used to be. I used to think, okay, if I get that first rounder, if I get that top five pick, right. I will be respected enough right. that the next player will give me a chance. chance. Right.
0: right. right. Absolutely. So there
2: is still a piece of that. Right. But now to even compete in that sandbox is, mm-hmm. it is highly competitive. Very. Um, and again, it, I think it's, it's more than I'm willing to sell a player. Mm-hmm. So if I have the opportunity, of course, I would, you know, obviously take up that opportunity, right. but I don't seek it out anymore because right. so
0: you're not hanging your hat on that for no. right at, at the moment. But no. if the opportunity, another arises,
1: 250 right. picks,
2: right? Right. And <laughs> I mean, in my experience, the third, fourth, Second rounder, they last still longer. Going to be the free agent deal for Exactly. Because we
0: were one of the, we we fell into that third yeah. to seventh yeah. round picks yeah. or whatever. Because I was yeah. the third round, I was seventh round. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for me, like it. For me, when I tell people I was third round, I was like two picks from the fourth round. I was right, third right, round, right. Almost picks. almost fourth. Pick, so yeah. technically, I felt yeah. like I was a fourth rounder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. That's a that's a feeling like for me when I was drafted that late cuz I was at some point I was projected to go once I did individual workouts and improve my my stock status mm-hmm. um and my draft status going through like uh playing in some bowl games yep. I went to the senior bowl yep. um again that's when people was like oh my god he's he's better than right. we thought right. stock rose a little bit yep. so prior to that I was probably projected probably to go maybe fifth or sixth round. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know anything about, you know, the draft or anything mm-hmm. to that degree. I was like, I said, this is all like first or second round. You're going to get paid it. a lot of money. Right. I already knew I wasn't going to be in one of those two rounds. Mm-hmm. So for me to, to say that I was drafting the third or fourth round, whatever himself, that's how I felt. I felt like a seventh rounder because I felt and like it makes I And to go Right. It, it makes you there, hungry. I had mm-hmm. to go in there and prove myself. Exactly. You know, so now uh, you have guys, like I said, Wherever you you have them drafted, mm-hmm. uh, there are other elements um, yep. to what they're experiencing now. This year, um, these kids are have the opportunity to make money. Yep. You have the NIL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear you're big in that. I know, you know a couple of your clients that you mentioned. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. running back Zach Moss, uh, Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills. You have yep. a receiver um, at the well, He was at uh, New England. Yep um but Dad what are the you the bears too. right yeah. yeah so what are you doing now to help these kids you know and like i said there's a lot of things that you can't just go sign you know these guys can just go sign with anybody right. they have to understand the terms and conditions mm-hmm. of nil right. what are you doing to N-F- educate T- yeah and N-F- nfts N-F-T. factor in that yep. too at some point
2: yeah yeah i mean it's a lot of education because nil is so new um i think the ncaa rolled it out way too i mean it was too slow, but by the time they said go,
1: yeah, there was two, it was too jumped. fast because yeah, nothing
2: was really, <laughs> yeah. nothing was really set up. Like They took forever, and then within 30 days, they're like, okay, everybody just go. So right. now it's like the Wild Wild right. West, yep. basically. Right. Yep. Um, and it's confusing for guys, and it's distracting because Mary. I think it's amazing that players can now make money off their name, image, and likeness, yes. right? But at the end of the day, you are here to play your sport, yes. right? So if you do not excel at your sport, and you're too focused you're on paid. your local whatever deal that really at the end of the day, in four months when you get drafted, that money is not mm-hmm. going to matter to you. Right. Um, you well, gotta... I'm going
1: to stay on that topic right mm-hmm. there again. So there's a, there's a guy at Oklahoma, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. big name, future NFL guy, yep. was up for the Heisman, oh. and now he's benched. Um, what, it, what does that company do? Yeah, because yeah, that, thats the, the yeah. i saying that's the whole issue mm-hmm. with this whole NIL deal, right? Because again, they're signing these kids five hundred thousand, whatever it's going to be, because he's supposed to be on the field at a Pac five playing big games on Saturday, yeah. Yeah. and now he's benched because mm-hmm. is this kid out celebrating and enjoying this five hundred thousand and forgetting that it's really about football?
2: Exactly, and I tie that to sometimes the first, second rounders, because it's almost Mm -hmm. this concept of, I already made it. Yeah. But you have not made it yet because- You did nothing. Your career is your sport. You're not building a career in marketing. I mean, if that's what you want to do, by all means, like go a different path, but then you lost your platform. If you lose your platform, you lose your marketing deal. So let's get back to the basics. There
1: it is. I'm going to, here's a player, right? You played 15? 15. How many times did you watch the NFL draft after you got drafted?
0: I don't shit. I don't even. No, never. I don't, I don't, right? really think nah, it, I don't even think I drafted it, here's the issue. What you're before about. I got drafted, I never really watched it. So here's <laughs> the issue. Mm-hmm. On
1: draft day, what you're saying? They're made to be these superstars. hmm Before they're third, superstars, they yeah. haven't did anything. <laughs> exactly. Like ESPN yeah, is using this platform, and mm-hmm. they red carpet, and they get out of Ferraris, and they take helicopters, Making and they're doing it bigger
0: it. than life. And you and haven't played
2: yet at all, and that's before NIL. So imagine yes. now, but before NIL, I like you are preaching to the choir because I get so mad when these players who have not played, mm-hmm. who were not eligible to make money prior to like January fifteenth, which mm-hmm. was three months before, mm-hmm. are pulling up in Rolls Royces, right? <laughs> have millions of dollars of jewelry on. on, and so back to where I started of the influence that you have on society and young kids, now you have these young seven, eight, nine-year-olds who actually do watch the draft. Right. Who are like, oh, yeah, that's what what I want to do because now I can go buy cars and jewelry. Like, Mm. this is the wrong message. I agree. So if if I'm ever blessed to be in the green room, and Uh it might happen next year because I got to... I got oh. a player. Oh, okay. Anyway, it, right. might, it might happen. Okay, pop that collar, man. You see, he's you watching. i in no, just top we'll, 20. Um, we'll, you know what? We'll
0: speak it into existence. Exactly. We're not going exactly.
2: it He is of the character that I have no doubt that he will show up in a professional suit yeah. and per- project what it is the hard work that got him there. His family will be in the room. You won't see the flash that it's not is not like, about that. It's day. not. It's it's, not. it's about it's having about, a career. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's good, like yeah. I
0: said, it's nice to dress nice and present yourself. Exa- it's like yeah. going in for an interview. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't want nobody to take you, you know, not seriously because right. you're dressed a certain way. That's right. something that comes, uh, comes with, you know, becoming a professional athlete, uh, yeah. presenting yourself. You know, if you're interviewing for a job. Mm-hmm. So um, to, to to your point. This is exactly what these guys need. need. They need mm-hmm. somebody to tell them like that's It's not about that. Right. I know you think it is. That's mm-hmm. gonna come. I right. mean, honestly, that's gonna come with the territory. Yep. But as you said, I mean, and that and that's it's so crazy because you know it, it was almost like at one point in time when you know as the season, we're, I'm talking concussions, mm-hmm. they were highlighting all the hits. You know, There was a, there was a the, tape called Crunch Course
1: back in the day. Frankly, Man, I'm was, talking about, yeah, I mean,
0: that's what, I mean, that's what the media what does. About. They kind of glorify yep. and they highlight all these things that are really kind of bad for the game. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, what I was mentioning, alluding to with the, the concussion and the hits is that, okay, they're trying to cut down on con- con- concussions and, and obviously bring about football safety, but until everybody starts saying something. They were, were leading it. into the season with all these crushing hits. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. What is the highlight, really? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So this is, like I said, it's, it's what's needed. Um, I applaud what you're you're doing. Um, you're standing tall for the women um, that are obviously, like I said, that are striving to be who you are. They need to be more. Um, I know there's a uh, there's some women, obviously, a couple of them, the NBA um, mm-hmm. women agents, and so what you're doing is, obviously, like I said, it's it's, it's well beyond what I would have ever thought or saw um, when mm-hmm. I was when I was uh, you know tr- getting into the league. And like mm-hmm. I say, just going back to what I experienced, if I could do it all over again and understand it like that, now there are women in sports, I would strongly consider that based on what I've been through. Yeah, because you're really emotional like a female. I yeah, guess that's, ah. that, that's, that's fine. That's I, why I, he, that's, why I, he that's he a sign to. of a good man and, and, and a man that can wear his emotions on his sleeves. I mean, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to do that. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I do have a backbone. Now, yep. there's nothing wrong with a little, little, little tears here and there. As long as <laughs> well, you can back them to, up.
2: To speak on that too, I think what is becoming now more prevalent is mental health. Absolutely. Right? And I think, it. as a female, I hope my clients and my potential future clients are more comfortable coming to me mm. because they don't have to. They don't have to be as manly around me, right? They, I hope they feel comfortable coming to me and saying,
0: I don't feel, I'm
2: going through something. I don't, some, I feel like I need to talk to someone. There's never going to be any judgment for me. I mean, I see a therapist once a week sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes once a month, just depends on the schedule. You might and,
0: want to get her a number, because you need to see a therapist,
2: bro. And you there know. is nothing wrong with that, sir. And there is nothing <laughs> wrong with that.
0: Right. You might need to go see a therapist. And man. so,
2: but these conversations, <laughs> when we normalize them- they become they're, these men aren't bottled up and like so afraid to express emotion and it's not just like oh I have to be this football player who has no emotion. That was big, rough, no, tough guy. yeah, no. You don't have you don't have to do all that. You have to do that on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you. You like... learn to separate the two. Exactly, and they yes. are two different things. You are not just a football player. You are a man. You're a father. You're a human. You're being. a son. Exactly, and Number so one. you know. So I want well-rounded individuals and not just these. Football players. I mean, we got comic books and superheroes for that, you know? And so there needs to be more men who are standing up on their platform as professional athletes, Mm -hmm. but they also speak on all these other things that you need and you need as a person when you're done playing. Mm -hmm. And it starts now.
0: I agree. I I want to segue. I mean, this is a tough thing because I just thought about something This is tough for me to bring up. Obviously, there is a situation with Henry Ruggs, obviously, um, you know, killing someone, Um, going at a high rate of speed. Now, like I said, you got kids that are, you know, that are obviously going to be vying for your services. What do you tell your clients and then obviously even future Mm -hmm. kids that are, you know, that obviously you may be representing about situations like that and how can... How can it be prevented? You know, mm-hmm. obviously the the league itself. You know, we have programs for you know, and we have coaches, and we in the locker room. You know, trying to be a responsible adult. You know, mm-hmm. uh, don't drink and drive. Um, yeah. They have programs. Phone numbers and all. Yeah, this they have that. programs where okay, if you're if you're you're feeling you're too t- intoxicated or whatever, you call, call this, this number. And, again, we have Uber. You have Lyft. Right. Things of these oh. nature. What can you do as an agent to obviously prevent you know things from happening? You know, mm-hmm. Some future clients,
2: right? I mean, first of all, I mean that situation is just obviously horrible. Prayers go out to everyone, and yeah. can only hope for the best for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of it is this sense of a God complex, like almost too big to fail, right? Mm-hmm. I can, I can drive a sports car, I can drive drunk, I can do all these things, and because I have this complex of I'm invincible, and, and maybe I don't out, feel right? comfortable calling a teammate or calling the hotline because, man, I don't need that. Like, I got this, right? right, right. It's being comfortable enough and self-aware enough to ask for help, whether right. it's from drunk driving or something mm-hmm. you're going through personally. Right. It's just having that awareness of it's okay to ask for right. help.
1: Isn't, isn't what you're saying, to me if this is your perspective, what he's saying mm-hmm. is you have to already – be recruiting that type of person. You can't turn that person into a self-aware person. Right, something that he's... Right, you're you're already looking at that person's character then, basically, before that happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do focus highly on a player's character, highly. I mean, you know, I think... I don't want to be judged by what I did at 18, because, you know, obviously I would make different decisions. Mm. Um, But I do feel as though my values were what they are today. And although I might have stepped out of line here or there a couple times, I did respect the people who were telling me what I should be doing. Because the the hardest part
1: about that is, don't forget, you're getting them at 21, 22, Mm -hmm. where they don't even drink, right? They haven't been to a club. They don't even have girlfriends, maybe had one girlfriend in college or something, right? Mm -hmm. Now at 26, that whole thing changes. That whole picture changes, Mm -hmm. right? Making millions of dollars, Mm -hmm. maybe started drinking, maybe started smoking, whatever. But they're a whole different person, yeah. right? Now, from your perspective, are you also trying to play that role as a you know keep them in line type of role? Yeah, not mother role, but again, you can't still get on the other side of it because there's danger on the other side of right. The career. Right, because you're in, part incidents. of
0: their you're part of their lives on yeah. on an everyday basis. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're not their mom. You're not right. their sister or aunt but again you're somebody that's that's aware uh, right. you're responsible you know what lie the da- the dangers on that the that, side, that lie okay. ahead yep. and i think what's so again what's unfortunate about this is that someone lost their life there's a 23 year old girl that lost her life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um,
2: and preventable that's right. you know that's that's was what on her it. way home you know what i mean that's and, what and, it, and really. an animal
0: so it's just like it could have been avoided mm-hmm. and so my like you said my heart goes out to both, but just the the girl that lost her life. I mean, her mom, her yeah, dad. I mean, yeah. her, mm-hmm. family, like her family. That yeah.
2: it could have been, it could have been avoided. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, I mean, that's part of the work that we do throughout the career. I mentioned about with finances. It's not living this lifestyle as if you know this million dollars is here today. It's not going to be here right. ten years from now. This is not a a steady income, right? And just because you're now in the league does not mean you need to start acting like Mm. what you're perceived these Mm. professional football players or basketball players are doing. You don't need to live up to the hype. Right, but it also starts with professional athletes doing the right things, in the media mm. focusing on those right things. Mm. I mean, you don't see as much about the guys who even here in LA or in South Central. I mean, James Harden was just here not too long ago painting the side of a building with a right. bunch of kids. But you don't see that the on The only reason or I or knew that. about it is because I saw a friend, po- like, on their personal story. You didn't see right. that on the media, right. right? These things aren't as public because it's, they, it's not, not what it's not they, they want to portray. Yeah. And that's also part of the reason why athletes are kept in a box because- they, the media wants people to think that athletes are over here, mm-hmm. they play their sport, and then they do all these not-so-great things. Like, why aren't we promoting the good things that they do, mm-hmm. right? Cool. And making that the cool thing to do. Like, as soon as
1: players start- Okay, so so why aren't we doing that? Why are we not doing that ESPN? Why are we not doing this NFL network? Right, it's, exactly. Right, Somebody's got to start answering these questions- Mm-hmm. Or they're highlighting all people, the negatives, right. right? Or people who have clients, you guys have to start saying, "My clients will do, mm-hmm. long as you guys cover this." Right in February right. when they that go should, to, that should be, like yeah, that's got to start, start so. being some of the conversation. Yep, because I, they're not doing it at this
2: time. I agree, and you know, I, I can only do what I can do, right? right. But again. Right. Just I'm like putting me. it all on you. All on me. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, but again, if I can show one or two or three, and then they go show the masses, mm-hmm. right? That's when it starts to change. I mean, it's going to be slow, but I think if there's enough of us doing it for the right reasons, and to your point about, you know, following these players around to do other things besides their sport, mm-hmm. we were just in Buffalo not too long ago, and Zach went to the Boys and Girls Club and mm-hmm. spent the entire day there playing. Mm-hmm basketball with them and going to their individual classes. And the mm. local Buffalo News picked it up. And mm-hmm. so we're trying to promote those type of things. And, you know, I was just watching the Steeler game last night and Najee Harris, they had a yeah. nice special about him yeah. and what him and his mom are doing the bag, yeah. for their community. Absolutely. And so it's things like this that we need to keep pushing into the media, even if it means our clients aren't getting paid. Right. And that comes from the agent too, because we, we still need to work if mm-hmm. it doesn't come with a check. Come on.
1: So, on, which a lot of them will not, will if not pay, If my clients, not getting money. Then lakhs, I, oh, I don't want to mess with this deal. Yeah. Come on agents gotta do better than that.
2: Yeah. And that's why, you know, I never focus on the marketing because I do have a law practice. Um, I don't, I don't view being an agent as a get rich scheme or to get a percentage from my players. Like I do fine over here. What I want to do is help them, help improve their lives, improve their families' lives. And you know everyone said money will come. Stop chasing money. Right, everyone right. needs to stop chasing money. If you really care about your player, mm-hmm. go do things for your player that does not put money in your pocket. Mm,
0: come on. Okay, speaking of that, just play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. OBJ. He already has money. Just say... And he's his, your client. And he's your client. What are you telling
1: him to do right now? Exactly. Cause we he, know he, he, just, he just don't, don't give him no more information. We just, we know no, just what he, other, he should just, be doing. He just he just cleared waivers. He just mm-hmm. cleared waivers. What and, are you telling him to do yeah. right now? This is this, you on the spot for a new free agent receiver in the next couple of years. What what you go tell OB? And about? he
0: has prioritized. I'm gonna do, He has prioritized this team that he wants to go to, and it's the Green Bay Packers. That's
1: okay. So go. Which what? I
2: I am a Packers fan, for the record. Okay. Well, um,
1: what are you cause again, we we both have the same opinion, which ooh, boy,
2: any, I, any any ooh, older I get player. My ready for so
1: what what are you what are you gonna tell <laughs> oh, your client shit. today oh. now that he has hey, paid waivers?
0: Everybody get your popcorn ready. I'm ready for, <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm I feel, for this. I feel pressure you I feel pressure yeah, since you guys you are obviously on the you guys
2: obviously have the same opinion. I don't know if mine's gonna <laughs> mine's gonna I be the really same. Know. We don't have the same opinion. I don't even like
0: no, this dude. He's just on the show. I think it's on the show. Can't stand Did you even know who um, he no, was before
2: you got him? Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, yes. my goodness. I'm Hater ready for this. Hater no, go ahead. Go ahead,
2: Kate. What am I advising my player? I mean, at the end of the day, right, he needs to go to a system that works for him. Okay. He needs to— You got
1: to, five minutes, Kate. He <laughs> about to say, you got five minutes to get this pitch right. You got five
2: minutes. <laughs> I mean, I think he he needs—he—I'm not a big fan of holding out for this dream— Job. Right. And we have seen it's week eight. We have eight or nine. We have seen several several players. Bring up the Cowboys real quick of players who have held out. Yep. And they ended up in far worse positions than if they would have taken a deal that was on the table. Okay. So it is it is week it's almost week nine. There's a a lot of football left, but not a lot of football left. Mm -hmm. He needs to get he I would recommend getting on a team right now.
1: Okay. So Is playing the three or four receiver on a team more important Mm -hmm. than the money he's going to make? Yes. Okay, now your client's gonna tell you what? I ain't playing no number three. I'm OBJ. I'm TO. I'm Hatch. No, no. <laughs> hey, why are you laughing at that? Oh. Don't
2: be... You said it like this. Yeah, you saying saying you're that. You you laughing my at? Bad. Bad. My bad. My Don't my you bad. laugh at? that. One of those things only you can laugh at. All right. Got you.
1: Got you. Right? My bad. Yeah. My <laughs> bad. So, as a player that's saying, I'm not a number three. I'm the one, mm-hmm. and you got to go get me one money. You got to go get me the number one receiver, right? Yeah. But if he says Green Bay, then he's like, okay, I'm the number one compared to Devontae Adams, which is also a one, and we can be ones together. Mm-hmm. As the 32 general managers are looking at it, like, you're not going to be the number one. We need you to play a position for us, yep. which may be a two, could be a three on 80% of the offense, mm-hmm. right? 80% of offenses right. run three receivers every play anyway. Right. So what, what is the discussion there? How do
0: you get him to
1: do one or the other? Because if you I mean, go the Green Bay
0: Packers, we already know Devontae Adams- Is one. One. Now he, Alan Lazard is probably- the, two. the one and a half, right? Yeah. The two. The two. So now that's going to be, like I said, possibly some competition, depending on, you know, his agent, what he discusses with the management, right. things that like nature. What are they coming in as? Right.
2: But okay, so but we're we're in my opinion we're talking about this like we're playing tennis. This is a team sport, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's as important to be the the one. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be the one. Get on in the team and mm. then earn your one spot.
1: Mm, do you know and how hard of a conversation that is? It is, is
2: it is a very it's a Writing very that's
1: all I'm saying. Right. But it. it's
2: it's I'm, equally hard to, to sit to, home and don't clock a paycheck. What right. are, what are our options? Go, here? I'm gonna go
0: to OBJ's defense. It wasn't like he was griping when he was at Cleveland. Because we hadn't heard anything right. from him. No, he played it the right way. He played, he played it the, the right way. way. We hadn't really heard, we haven't experienced the the New York Giants OBJ. No. No have not. Considering Jarvis Landry, he was out on IR for a few weeks. OBJ still wasn't WR1 considering even when Landry was out. He still wasn't getting the targets. He still wasn't there. Right, right, that, right, that right, that. right.
2: But I mean, that's another thing. I mean, he needs to go in and get the trust of his quarterback. Right. I, and it's again, it's a it's a system, right? Yeah. I don't I don't think it's the right decision to hold out for this, right. you know, perfect scenario. Perfect, There's no scenario. perfect scenario. There's, There's no perfect scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, go go work for yourself. Let me spot. tell you who's
0: gonna get exposed in this situation. Cause I have the utmost confidence that he's gonna go ball wherever he goes. Head coach, offensive coordinator, and the quarterback to get exposed. Because if he goes to Green Bay, if he goes, if he goes to Green Bay, Aaron's it's gonna figure Trust me, they're gonna yeah, get it's him A-Rod. the ride. Yeah, they're gonna get him the ball. They're gonna figure a way to get him the ball. Yeah. My other option, my option. The other team, he should be prioritizing. would be like, Team Two mm-hmm. would be the Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs, Chiefs. because mm-hmm. when I left San Francisco and I went to Philly, Andy Reid, he knew, Reed, he knew my resume, he knew my body work, he knew how to utilize me. He put He's me. He's a in great position.
1: offensive mind, right? Absolutely. Exactly.
0: Even with the guys that they already had there, uh, Freddie Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Todd Pinkston, mm-hmm. we had Westbrook out of, uh, out of the backfield. Like we, he utilized us all. Our strengths. Mm-hmm. So I'm already knowing if he goes to Kansas City, they they going to get back on track. Let me
1: ask you this then, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's an easy football question. Okay. But if he goes to Green Bay, does that automatically make them the number one contender in the NFC? The number one team
2: in the NFC? Is Rodgers playing Absolutely. in this scenario? Rodgers. Is Rodgers, Rodgers playing, playing hey, in this scenario? Why
1: wouldn't, why wouldn't he be? Hey, Rodgers is playing. Right.
2: That is smart because Of course, right Rodgers now, is playing. We know yeah.
1: Rodgers is playing. Right?
2: Uh, we know. Okay. In that scenario, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, their
1: team better than Tampa,
2: the Rams. I think Tampa's got some issues, and as do the Rams. As of yeah, they, this all, have they issues, all have issues. They all have issues.
1: Green Bay has issues until OBJ comes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Pete That's.
2: Whew. I mean, then they got a lot of threats. They got a lot of threats. But Green Bay was winning when um, Adams was out. So yeah. you know it's. Well, it's because we have a Rod. A Rod fixes all that. A Rod fixes all that. That's true. Absolutely, that's true. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I'm not. I'm not holding out if I'm him.
1: No, yeah, I don't think he'll hold out. It's, it's can Green Bay get the deal done and then suffice him to say you're not going to be here for five years. Right. But for these next two or three, we talk of the Super Bowl and. Well, Some pretty good money. I'm sure they're yeah. not going to pay him a million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying?
2: But, again, that's where, you know, as an agent, there's very, I don't want to say a few things. I don't want to devalue myself. But in the yeah. football world, right. there are few things we can do. Negotiating contracts outside of your first contract is one of them, mm-hmm. right? So let's front load the money. Uh-huh. And, okay, so... You know, you don't get a five-year extension for right, a bajillion right. dollars. Not about that
0: right now. Who cares? Right. Like, he let's get you. He's already gotten that anyway. He got that already.
2: Yeah. Let's get you a good contract. contract right. Let's get you on the field. If
1: you go win Super Bowls, we go get paid again. Anyway.
2: Ex- exactly. Exactly. Right. And obviously, exactly. With there
1: you go, BJ.
0: NIL, <laughs> NFTs. He can supplement some of that. Oh, Nike's he already I mean, he Nike
1: paying him more than the NFL anymore. Right. He has his own shoe.
0: So that's not like I said. I don't think really money is the issue right now. Right. Or for him, I think him, him need, he needs he to, to be
2: the guy.
0: Gets to be a, no, I don't really think he wants to be or needs to be the guy. I think now he just needs to be in a space where he can feel like he's on a team that values him number right. one, that's true. and where he can contribute. Mm-hmm. So as an agent, you know, I'm sure that's part of something that obviously you can have those discussions with him. Like yeah, mm-hmm. the player's gonna obviously make their own, but that's where. You know, the expertise and experience comes, Right. you know, with being an agent. Three years, and like I said, obviously many more to come.
2: Right, he's still young. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what do you want for your agency? Do you want to be like one of the top agencies in all of sports? You want 100 clients? You just want that sweet spot of like 20, 25 clients and doing the right thing for all your clients?
2: I want the sweet spot. I don't have any desire. I mean... I've I've never gone to work at a big agency. I've had the opportunity. Um, Nothing against them. It just Mm -hmm. is not me. I want the hands-on. You know, I I, I don't have a huge team. We have a team of probably five or six. We might be up to like seven now. Not all agents, but people who, you know, work for us. And it allows us to be involved. Mm -hmm. It allows us to not have them, the players calling, you know, a travel agent. They're calling me or they're calling Somebody else and just little things like hand touches that we can. I just helped a client and his girlfriend buy a car the other day. I mean, mm-hmm. I was literally on the phone with a dealership 3,000 miles away. I mean, those, if, I'm, I, if I have do. 50 clients, how, how am I doing that? Right, right, I right. I mean, so I want, you know, two, three clients a year, mm-hmm. max 15 to 20 clients. And what
0: advice would you give to younger females, young girls that look up to you? Uh, mm-hmm. As a woman doing what you're doing, uh, to become a to become a, a female, female agent, agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in this profession, because like I said, we all ro- we're all role models to someone. You right. Know what I mean, and again, they like said when it becomes not becoming you know a tagline, it will be something great. But for right now, mm-hmm. it's good for what is needed. So mm-hmm. for some little kids that are watching the show, moms, dads, whatever, that may be you know sitting here watching. What would be your advice to, to, a, to a young little girl that's mm-hmm. a, an aspiring agent? Yeah. You know, agent?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think number one is become an expert in your field. Mm. Period. I mean, you need to know your craft. Any, mm-hmm. any job you're going to have, you need to know your craft, whether that's on the football side, whether it's on the legal side, or if at least knowing who to present your client to. Right? So become an expert. And make sure this is what you want to do, right? Because mm-hmm. there are so many perceptions of what an agent does yep. that could not be closer or so further way. from the truth. Yeah. Um, make sure it really is what it is you want to do, and it fulfills you, and it's really, you know, your purpose. Because it is a incredibly tough business. Like, mm-hmm. thank God, one of my girlfriends <clears throat> who was in the in the business. I was, I was out two years ago. I was out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And thank God for her. I mean, she literally was like, no, okay, you're you're not quitting. Like, mm. we need to do this. We're all doing this. We're in this together. I'm here to support you. Um, and so I think women need to continue to support other women mm-hmm. um, along with our male counterparts. But, you know, we really need to be there for each other and become experts in our field, be experts in our field, continue to demand the respect um, and really just do things the right way. Cause I think mm. in society, if, if I mess up, that y'all going to talk about me way more than you would talk about Telling OBJ's me. agent, right? If I do a bad deal, course, it's going to yeah. be a headline. Of course. If a male does a bad deal and I can think of a yeah. whole bunch of them that have yeah. happened lately, yeah. they don't call out the agent. Right. You, you can know? call so, them out if you want to. No, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there it is. So yeah, tell everybody where they can find you then, Kate. Like
2: in Twitter, IG. Yeah, that. I need to get better on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, my IG is kferrara4. Um, mm-hmm. My Twitter is, I should probably figure that out. It's something I will. <laughs> I think it might be the same, actually. Um, there playbooksports.com. There it is. Yeah. Well,
1: appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, Pre-
2: thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate right. it. This was great. So. There thank it is. Thank you.
1: kferrara. Mm-hmm. On Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast.
0: Oh, and best believe I had my popcorn.
2: I need to Ready. some of this. You yeah.
1: dig? <laughs> Peace. See you next week.